Hi, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Spooky Spouses. I'm Lindsay Reed. I am Jordan Reed, and we are married together, and we talk about spookies. Love spookies. Yeah, we love spookies a lot. Um, This is our second episode. For those of you, if this is your first listen, good luck getting through the back catalog of episodes. It might take you 56 minutes. Um, So, yeah, try to catch up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, If this is your first time listening, uh, we talk about things that are, I guess, paranormal adjacent. Ghosts, spooky things. Creatures. Creatures. I mean, I get Bigfoot, whatever. but Our like, scary neighbor, Crystal Chris. Our scary neighbor, Crystal Chris, guardian of the Crystal Kingdom. What else? Anything that's, I guess, related to the paranormal in one way or another. Uh, but we also realize how silly a lot of the paranormal stuff is. How unbelievable a lot of it is. Not unbelievable in a way like, wow, that's unbelievable. But like, quite literally, it's not believable at all. But and we, if you hear chewing in the background, it's Molly, our dog. Um, she has a new bone. She has a new bone. She's very excited about her bone. If we don't let her in the room with us to record, she'll cry. But if we leave her in here with us, she'll quietly chew on her bone. <laughs> so if the microphone picks up any of her chewing, it's probably not us. it's not us just eating a McRib. <laughs> uh it's probably bad audio, but hey, that's that's the price you pay listening to Spooky Spouses because yes. there's a dog in the room always with us at all times. All the time. Um, maybe we'll give her her own segment one of these days. She'll talk about something she likes. Well, she's scared of a lot of things. So if she were to keep with the spooky theme. Vacuum. Yeah. She'd talk about how she hates the vacuum. People. Yeah. Any person. Uh-huh. Um, your brother. She's terrified of my brother. Does not like Nick. But she does like Peepaw, Meemaw, Gamma Patty. Yeah. She likes the she likes her she likes our parents. She kinda likes Eli a little bit. Yeah, maybe. She likes Eli a little bit. Eli Chambers, he wrote the music to oh, Spooky yeah. Spouses. Yep, Eli, he wrote the music. Uh, since this episode's come out, we've heard the music. It's wonderful. Uh, Eli said it was supposed to be Jay Dilla meets one of those Halloween sound effects. CDs or whatever that you'd play when kids are coming up to get their candy treats. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his, uh, his Twitter or Instagram? His bird, his tweet box. It's, uh, at Eli who does music. He's on Twitter. You can follow him there. Um, uh, he writes music. It's very good. We like it. And we hope you like the intro music as well. So, getting into the episode. For this episode... After we, you know, had the initial, hey, this is our show, this is what we're doing last week, we got a surprising number, that was the loudest chomp ever on Molly's phone, <laughs> uh, we, we got a surprising amount of people asking us to do an episode on the Mothman uh, yeah. from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Uh, if you don't know about the Mothman, we'll get into it a lot, uh, le- uh, halfway through the episode, that'll be our last topic, but we decided... Well, why not? We're just starting the podcast. Let's take a little trip. So we drove to Point Pleasant yesterday, talked to some people, went to the Mothman Museum, took a little walk by the river to see where the Silver Bridge was. Talked to a couple of the folks. Talked to some folks. The locals. We almost bought some Mothman beer, which... Is is, apparently a thing. Is apparently a thing. It's a black IPA, the spookiest of all beers. 
Actually, I think a spookier beer would be uh, yeah. Heineken. Heineken's very scary because <laughs> of the green bottle. Yeah, yeah green. It looks like ooh, ooze. It looks slime. like Slimer. Again. We're again. Slimer. We're Slimer again. Slimer, boy or girl? We don't Still know don't yet. Know. Yeah, we got a bunch of emails from Slimer scholars. And they were like, yeah, we don't know. Thanks for uncovering it. And they're talking all about it. And like, they just, they're very excited about talking about Slimer. They reopened the case. They reopened the case. Yeah. Because it was a How many case. years? It's been a long time since they've talked uh, about probably it. Probably about like 27 Tw- years. Oh, 27 years yeah, they talked about it. Yeah, I think before it. the movie even. Yeah, little out. people, little people, uh, a lot of people don't know about this. Um, yeah, Slimer's been around for at least 50 years. The whole Ghostbusters franchise is based off of the character of Slimer. Not a very good name for a ghost. We're going to move on. <laughs> um, Slimer. Uh, anyways. But we have a couple topics we want to cover before yes. we get into the Mothman. Yes, we do. So we're going to dive in right now. So if the title of the uh, episode wasn't obvious, the West Virginia Willies, all of our topics, all of our topics, our two topics, uh, and, and, the and the Mothman, they all deal with our neighbor to the south, east, West Virginia. Wild, wet, wonderful Willie, West Virginia. Yep. Wild, wet, wonderful Willie. Uh, <laughs> wacky and woeful. Sometimes if it's dealing with ghosts. It's sad, I think. And turns out kind of weird. A little weird as well. Yeah, there was a, mm-hmm. a surprisingly, a, a surprising amount of information about West Virginia and things that were ghost-related or spirit-related or cryptid-related. Well, and they have a town called Odd. Yeah, Odd. O-D-D. Just Odd. There's also... Eli was talking... Because Eli, again, who wrote the music, is from West Virginia. There's a town called Three. One, two, three. West Virginia. There's also a town called Boo! West, with an exclamation mark, West Virginia. <laughs> that's like more... I think that's on the west side of West Virginia. That's uh, There's also another one called Gotcha, West Virginia, with an exclamation mark. <laughs> Where it's just pranks. Yeah, prank. Scary pranks. Scary pranks. And it's all caps with an exclamation mark. Scary pranks, West Virginia. <laughs> um, we, did, we didn't go to any of those places. We just went to Point Pleasant. Yes. West Virginia. But, Linz, I started last week. Why don't you start this week with your topic? Okay. My first West Virginia topic. Your first wet, wild, and wonderful West Virginia-inspired spooky topic. Okay. Well, when I was researching about West Virginia, it was hard to find a topic because there's a lot of scary things in West Virginia, but, like, everybody knows about, like, the West Virginia State Penitentiary. Yeah. And there's an insane asylum there that... Those are always scary. They are are, scary. And it's... There's a lot of bad energy there. Been there, done that, I always say. But I found one that was kind of interesting that I'd never heard before. And it was called the Whipple Company Store. <laughs> okay. We went. Uh, there's a Whipple family in Madison, Ohio, where there we is. grew up. I wonder if they're related to the Whipple they, Company Store. I bet you distantly they are. Nice people, though. I've never got a spooky vibe from the Whipples. Maybe they just hide it really well. I haven't heard from them in a while, though. So The youngest of the Whipples just had a kid. Oh. Isn't that well, nice? Congratulations, Whipple family. Hope it's not a ghost. <laughs> well, anyways, the Whipple Company Store opened in the 1900s. Um, the owner was Justice Collins. Justice Collins Whipple or Justice Collins? Justice Collins. Collins. I don't know why it's called the Whipple Company Store then. Maybe it was named after someone. Maybe I didn't do my research well enough. But <laughs> well, anyways, it was. It's in Scar- <laughs> Scarborough, West Virginia. Uh huh. 
So I looked it up when we were in Point Pleasant because I thought, well, how cool to stop by there, even though you don't know my topic. I don't. Because it's supposed to be a cool building. It's a two-story building. It's all made out of wood. And it is a, it's an octagon. The building is? On top of a hexagon. What? Wait, what? Okay. It's an octagon. Oct- it's an octopus <laughs> on top of a hectopus. It's an octagon bottom uh-huh. with a hexagon on top. Yeah. So, so a six-sided building on the bottom. Yes. And they placed an eight-sided building on top of the six-sided building. Yes. It's supposedly the only one in the entire world that looks like that. Probably for good reason. Yeah, because it probably just... Decorating those rooms are probably... I mean, every room is decorated the same because it's like all the same ain't shape nothing but ob- all the way around. Ain't nothing but obtuse angles up in there. Yeah. Feng Shui nightmare. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Feng Shui. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, supposedly this building was designed that way because... They wanted to, and I don't know if this is just like, oh, we found this out later and then we're going to say it's really cool now, but you could stand in the middle of the building and hear even a whisper anywhere else in the building. So when you stood in the middle of the building, you can know what was going on in the entire building all the time. And I think it was because back then a lot of like whispers of union talk and like shady stuff was going on. So like it was kind of a way to be a spy all the time, if anything shady was happening. Ew. But, okay, so what was creepy about this building that caught my attention was that the guy also, like, was in charge of a lot of the miners. Whether he owned a mining company, I'm not sure. Not in charge of everyone under the age of 18. No. Okay. <laughs> Super dad. <laughs> no, like the coal miners. Okay. Because it's a big coal mining, you know, state over there. Yeah. But... The whole area. He was in charge of the miners. Well... What happened was these miners worked for him and he owned this store that sold like everything. Like this was the store to go to. There wasn't anything else in town. This so, was OG Walmart. Yeah, pretty Sorry, much. Sorry, Target. Whipple Walmart. Whipple, Whipple Target. Whipple Target. Target. Yeah. Um, but what, like what was shady that I thought is these miners didn't get paid with money. They got paid with script. And script was, like, basically gift cards to the store. Oh, sweet. So, like, really, they never made, like, any money. You bet like, you got, like, Monopoly money, essentially. Yeah. That you could only use at Monopoly. But this store, you could get anything from, like, candy. They said candy to caskets. So it was an every... Ew. It was, like, a Bed Bath & Beyond strange store. Oh, beyond like the colloquial. It was the actual beyond. Yeah, I like that. The so, eighth dimension. Is that that? So that was kind of weird. And then there was also the women of the the wives of the miners. They, if the miners couldn't like fulfill their job or they got sick or injured, the wives would have to fill in for them. Like they oh, were kind that's... of basically made to work to to survive. Over Wait, there. so that's like. If you were sick from work, I would have to work for you yeah, your whole of. shift. Because it was kind of like you always were in debt to this company. King Whipple. The King King Whipple. Yeah. Thing. But it was weird. There was a ballroom in there. There was 
a doctor's office in there. There was also a morgue in the basement. Like, oh, this great. store was for everything. And it's a cool-looking building. I would like to go visit it one day. And, and the basement the basement is a dodecagon shape. <laughs> Might be. Is that oh. a thing? Dodeca? I don't know what a dodecagon is. Deca means, and we're not, again, we're, we will not fact-check anything. Deca means 76. Do deca means like yeah for sure yes deca dado dat do deca which is seventy six sides yeah okay go ahead so that's weird that so you weird. you think there's probably a lot of shady things that happen there I would think so I mean and when the miners would die they would basically embalm them in the basement if you died if so say you worked for King Whipple you died would I have to die. No, <laughs> you would work. <laughs> but like, look at it this way, like nowadays, like, okay, we keep comparing it to like a Walmart superstore. Yeah. This was like the superstores of Walmarts. Like, imagine like you could only go to Walmart for any of your goods. Mm-hmm. And then that's like, my dream. That's my heaven. Or like Amazon. Let's take Amazon because everybody shops on Amazon Bezos. for everything. Yeah. You have King to Bezos. buy everything on Amazon and like all your paychecks basically go to Amazon and then when you die, Amazon embalms your body and like does that. something with you. I don't like that at all. It's really creepy. And there was reported murders that happened there. I try to research anything, but whether their records weren't very good or it never happened, I have no idea. I feel like if it was back then and I worked for the police for the, the police department, I was a I was a detective. In Scarborough, West Virginia. And so you might work for the Whipple Company. Well, I didn't even think about that. But like, if I didn't work for King Whipple and I was my, I was an independent cop, I was my own cop, and someone called and said, I think there's murders going on at the Whipple shop, I'd go, well, duh. Yeah, but who's going to rat out King Whipple? I wouldn't. I would just say, well, yeah, no, duh, give me something juicy. And then I hang up. I'd make a small, <laughs> a very small mouth fart noise, a raspberry, if you will, then I hang up. Those Scar- Scarborough cops. Huh? Those Scarborough cops known for their raspberries. <laughs> but reportedly, this is some of the things that happened at the Whipple Company store. If you go visit now, you can do an overnight. I think you can check out their website. I think you could do a ghost hunt at night or... You can shop there too. Yeah. Get old beans. <laughs> I don't know if you could shop there, but there's apparently a little boy that roams around... He's mostly found in the ballroom, which I thought was kind of funny because why would a little boy want to play in a ballroom? But Like a ball pit. <laughs> I, would rather I could see ball pit. Ball pit, but not maybe a ballroom. But he is often asked, um, or asked people to play, and he loves to tossle hair. Ew. He's a hair tossler. Ew. I don't like that. I was going to make a joke about the ball pit and like... The Whipple place was the original DZ Discovery Zone, where it was like where you took your kids so they could just explode but, for an hour. But think about if you were in the ball pit at DZ Discovery Zone Don't. and someone tousled your hair. That's so disgusting. See, well, the reason why the, the DZ closed down in Menor was because kids were going in the ball pit and going underneath all the ball, like all the balls on the top so you couldn't see them anymore and they would throw up. No, that's terrifying. So I don't know what would be worse if you're if you jumped in the ball pit and landed and throw up, or if someone tousled your hair around. Honestly, I would rather land. (laughs) I would rather land and throw up. I'd rather get my hair tousled. That's Uh, ugh. I don't do well with that. No, you can just wash that off, but you can't really wash off a memory. (laughs) Thank you very much. 
Well, there's also reported strange voices heard in the whole building. Everywhere. Um, Can full you still, apparitions. Does it still echo when you hear the things? Do you think it still like, echoes know. around That's the building? I That's a good question. Because if you stand in the middle of the building, you're supposed to be able to hear everything. So you think you would hear more, like a lot of ghosts if you just stood in the middle. Like, don't investigate the other rooms. Just stand in the middle. Yeah. Wait say, for whispers. Hey, ghost, southeast corner of the building. Say hey if you're there. Hey, ghost, not downstairs. But see, that would be a hard building to investigate because if you can hear a whisper anywhere, how do you know what's actually a ghost and what's just like Frank cleaning, you know, Classic the Frank. ballroom? Yeah. Or your cameraman, Frank. Frank, the, the caretaker. Mm-hmm. Very well could be Frank. Just a classic Frank noise. The biggest thing about the building is that people report that they get a huge smell of coal dust. Oh, okay. Because it's big mining. I mean, it, is that, like, is coal dust something that kind of, like, lingers for a long time? Like... I don't know. I like would think wood? so. But then, but, like, people also say, like, you know, you can tell the... What's the what's the old thing? You can tell there's a demo around if you smell sulfur. Because apparently sulfur is what smell, hell smells like. Like farts. Yes. And sulfur does, honestly... Like, like DZ Discovery Zone Like a ball pit. Ball pit. <laughs> it smells like an old, nasty DZ Discovery Zone ball pit where you just opened up on a Monday and it was five on a Friday. And everyone who was like 14 who worked there was like, I'm not cleaning it up. We're out of here. We're going to go to the DZ in Cleveland. And they left, went to the DZ, came back. There's just old barf in the ball pit Ew. everywhere, which is Ew. super gross. But I don't know. I like so that's that's the thing. Like any noise in an old building does not necessarily mean it's a ghost. It just means it's an old building and it's an old noise. But like smells and stuff too, I have no idea. I it's think odd. that's and that's so much harder to pin down. Like okay, for sure if I smell sulfur, I sorry, if I smell sulfur, I know that there's <laughs> a ghost. But also probably not. But I don't know. But I, don't I have know no that's idea. that's one of those smells that linger. Because they say in the basement where they embalm people, like, mm-hmm. that it still smells like embalming fluid down there. But then maybe... I, then, then but that that's like a well, chemical. But that could be it. Like, I think... So, okay, on, on Top Chef, they have these things where they put on blindfolds and they have to smell ingredients and, like, tell them what it is. Just yeah. based on scent. So, if you if you go to a haunted place, I think your brain's already in, like, the mode, if I hear something, if I smell something, it's got to be a ghost. So if you smell anything weird, like say say it is quite literally old embalming fluid from the basement, and it's seeping up second floor, whatever. Uh, but that first... would smell complete embalming fluid. I, I mean, I think I've smelled it before, or I can imagine what it smells like. But I feel like that smells totally different than coal dust. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. So if you're smelling coal dust, like I, it could just be dust from the building, or maybe the wood of the building smells a little could just musty. be could just be a stank building. Just an I mean, old how stanky... many times have you smelled coal dust? If you smelled something, oh. would you be able to identify that it's coal dust? I've smelled coal dust seventy six times in my life. That's not true. Dodeca times in my life for sure. So, <laughs> no, I don't think the only coal I smelled is like I don't know. I don't even think it's the exact same thing, but charcoal. That's the closest thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I don't But I don't know if that smells the same. I, I don't think it smells the same. I would know. I, I don't think I've ever, like, I've never been in a coal mine, so I no. don't know what it smells like. I don't have any idea. I have no idea either. But yeah, still a cool place. I think it would be fun to check out. It's still standing. Still standing. It is a really cool building. Look it up. It's the Whipple, I think they call it the Whipple Company Store, or they call it the Whipple Coal Company Store, West Virginia. But it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's like in a split road and just this big old 
weird shaped building. It's that just is a very neat, weird. neat looking building. It's an old looking building. If anything, if you go there, if you don't find anything spooky about it, hey, maybe you like architecture. Maybe you really like totally bogus architecture that only existed <laughs> one time. Also, just for clarification, let's see here. Feng Shui. Ah, good. One more time. <laughs> Feng Shui. <laughs> it slowed it down on the Feng second. Feng Shui. Feng Shui. Well, thank you, Google Translate. Thank you. Google Translate says Feng Shui. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know a building like that ever existed. So yeah, was that an hour and a half away from Point, Point Pleasant? Pleasant? So that's three and a half hours away from yeah. where we are. Okay. Yeah. So it's not too far, but no. I'd like to go check it out. We'll do I it. I think it'd be cool. We will do it. I pinky promise, I'm staring directly at the microphone, I pinky promise we will go there and look at the thing and find one ghost and bring it back and interview them on the show. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could describe what coal dust smells like. Or maybe you guys know what coal dust smells like. Maybe, maybe you, you know can describe. To, uh, do, um, so there's this new feature... You can, uh, you know, so you could post photos, you could post videos. Now you can post smells, uh, which is weird. You have to download the updated uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff. But you can upload smells and people can smell through their phone, iPhone X. That's not true. I think that's true. Okay. Uh, Molly Break. She's finished her bone and now she's very happy. <laughs> she's smiling very big. Well, what, what, what story did you get about so, the West Virginia Willies? I got... Another list, because I like lists. You do love lists. I really do love a good list. If that's one thing everyone knows about me, it's, oh. Jordan reading those lists. Man, he loves lists. <laughs> um, I just looked up a really quick top five monsters from the West Virginia Hills. Nice. Which is very funny. Uh, all of them are impossible to believe, uh, but that's okay. So number one, of course, is Mothman. Right. That was the one that said Mothman. It had the biggest, you know, article written about Mothman. Okay, that's fine. The other ones were just very silly. Number five, I'll, I'll, I'll start at the bottom of the list and make number two our new number one. So here are now, since you know number one, this is the four scariest monsters uh, or most popular monsters from the West Virginia Hills. Number five, the Grafton Monster. And I think Grafton is a town... I don't know. Again, I think I think it is. I if, could be wrong. Let's just say it one hundred percent is a town for sure, and sure. we are and we are not wrong. Okay. The Grafton monster. It looks like a big hairless Bigfoot. So it's it, basically uh, their Bigfoot. It is their Bigfoot, but it does not have hair. So I. <laughs> so it could <laughs> but be. But Bigfoot's main thing is how hairy and big he is. Yes, I understand. This one also very large, but no hair at all. So I think. <laughs> Uh, a very tall, naked human being was mistaken, was trapped in the woods and was like, well, I can't go back into town now. They're going to know that it was me. They're going to know that it was me. And then they, and now that's their whole life is just being naked in the woods. And they're like, well, guess I'm the Grafton monster now. Uh, what else? Maybe, yeah, and I even wrote here, maybe a gigantic naked human. Some people, but, but some people say it does not have a head. Other people think that it looks like it doesn't have a head because it hunches over like this. So its shoulders go up. I don't know if that's like, Right. Like a primate thing with the hunched head or whatever. Well, that might just because he's embarrassed because he's hairless. Yeah, please don't. Please don't look at me. Please don't. <laughs> I'm very naked and I'm very scared he in the woods. body issues. But they let... So they do... Now, this is why I don't think it's a person. Unless this is fake, which I highly doubt that this is fake. That was a joke that I said. <laughs> Before it eats people, I think it eats mainly people. Oh, great. It will let out a very low whistle. I don't know if it's How one do you pitch. Do a low whistle. 
Oh. That's pretty good. That's good. I'm even sick. I'm even I'm I'm talking through my cold, but that was a good whistle. That was. But couldn't good it just sound like wind? It could be wind. It could be wind. It also could be uh any noise ever. Okay. Yeah. A big naked person who likes to eat people. But if this is a person and the whole eating the people thing is true, they've committed to this role and they've committed to be the Grafton monster. But I don't know if you're like, well, I can't be, I can't go back into town because you're going to know it was me, Jeremy. And they're going to, I will be very embarrassed that I woke up in the woods totally nude uh, and they're going to know it's me. But if you're, but if you think, okay, this is my life now. And then you go to just, well, I guess I have to really sell it and eat the first person who comes in the woods looking for me, Jeremy, the tall naked man. It's very scary. If you're listening, Jeremy, I don't think you are because you live in the woods. Just go home. Please just go home and say it was me and I really just made a goof. I, I, I goofed up. I goofed up. I goofed up and I ate six people. Came, like, it's funny. Let's put it behind us. <laughs> uh, number four. Or I guess number, number three. three. Fun. Yeah, a little, <laughs> that's a little read quick math for you guys. Um, this one, I believe they just could not come up with a name for it. It's called The White Thing. It's the, the picture that I saw online looks like a bear with a human face. Uh, oh. some people also say it has a dog. It's a, it's the body of it is like a dog, but it's the size of a bear. I don't know. The, the picture was a very crudely drawn line drawing dog body. That's as big as a bear it has big giant teeth and dirty fur, which of course it's fur mm. is dirty because it's white and it lives in the woods. I don't know how often this thing's take bath or takes a bath, but I would assume it's pretty dirty. I bet. Yeah. Very dirty. I think wood woodland creatures take baths very often yeah I mean, and there's really no woodland creatures when people talk about bigfoot when people talk about apparently the grafton monster no one ever comments stinky. yeah no one's like giant weird dragon face eight legs smells very good <laughs> <laughs> it's no, yeah they never smell good it's like well yeah of course it smells bad it's related to an animal and i've never heard this before it's related to an animal Known as the Sheep Squatch. That's another name for Sasquatch, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I've never oh. heard of Sheep Squatch. Sheep Squatch. One more time. <laughs> sheep Squatch. It's kind of... I would imagine it's a lamer Sasquatch. Or maybe a real bad Sasquatch. <laughs> maybe it's a little sheepish. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's sheepish. Maybe it's just really bad. Uh, it smells like sulfur, okay? And has a big tail like a raccoon. People say that it has four eyes. Okay. Others say uh, uh, others say it does not have any eyes. Okay. Oh, one oh. extreme to the other. Well, yeah, four eyes or no eyes. <laughs> but no in between. And a lot of people report that they've heard it scream. I don't know if it's... Yeah. Oh, that's the <laughs> scream, I think. Like, if I hear a scary man scream, just yelling, or like when goats sound like man. Ew. Yeah, like, then I would be nervous, but like... Anything can scream in the woods. Anything can it's scream in the woods. a lot of animal scream. Owls make really loud screaming noises. You're in West Virginia. Like, isn't, there, isn't there like a lizard or something that like makes a screaming noise or something like that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, we'll just say there is. <laughs> uh, um, the screaming lizard. Screaming lizard. It's the, it's the um, brother restaurant to the winking lizard. I was going to say, yeah. The, the screaming the lizard. Screaming lizard. lizard is the... So, Winking Lizard, they have a lot of scotch and whiskey and stuff. Screaming Lizard has a lot of vintage Capri Suns. 
I don't know if you guys knew about that. And yogurt. And a lot of very good yogurts. Yeah, great uh, yogurts. Number three, or number two, we're halfway through the list. The Flatwoods Monster. Uh, this one apparently is some sort of an alien-looking thing. And it lives along the upper part of the Elk River, which is a river in West Virginia, I would assume. Yes. Spotted first in the early 1950s. Has green skin, reptilian head, and very long, thin arms. Which, real or not, that's the creepiest part. That's one thing that really creeps me out about monsters, is this long, spindly, nasty little arms. Well, that's like Slender Man. It's like Slender Man. It's like the, um, what was the monster's name from Pan's Labyrinth with the eyeball hands? Oh, the I thin man or tall pale man. pale man. The pale man, I think. Uh, yeah. And yeah, he is probably one of my top scariest monsters. From a movie? From a movie ever. What's the, the, the guy's name who does it? Is it Doug Jones? I think it's Doug think Jones. It's Doug Jones. Man, he's the best. And we do know for sure that Doug Jones is a listener. Hey, Doug. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Shout out to Doug. Thanks for all the support. Doug also gave us $6 million to do this episode. This is all a plug for the new Guillermo del Toro movie that's coming out, The Shape of Water. I actually think that's real. And it's about the guy, like the the one guy that Doug Jones played in Hellboy where he was the, uh, what was is it? like the aqua guy. Abe Lincoln or something like oh. that. What's his name? Abe Sabian. Is that it? I think that's it. Either yeah. way. Anyways, long spindly arms. Uh, very terrifying. It does not have legs. <laughs> it does not have legs. Does and it use it... its arms? That, see, that Listen, is scary. That can be scary. That would be way scarier than the next thing. Because it says it does not have legs and it floats. Which Like any time or floats. in water? It floats. It floats. It just floats like around. Like if you were to put it in water, it'll float. Or like it floats all the time. Yeah, Molly is scared about, is scared of this. She doesn't like when she we talk about like... long spindly arms levitation in general molly is not a fan she of she gets sad she does not like Lindsay's brother or levitation <laughs> or going to the dentist she's never been to the dentist she's never been to that her breath smells so bad um <laughs> yeah it just floats i guess now if it did walk on its hands that would be much scarier yeah than if it just floated. floating well because then it makes a little bit more se- like it's more realistic yes i agree um, now, apparently this monster, the Flatwoods Monster, was featured on an episode of the History Channel series Monster Quest. Spoiler, not a good show. But anyways, uh, it was featured on it. I'm not sure if they were running low on material or what, but it was featured on it, I guess. Okay. Um, that's, that's the it. first time I've heard of that monster. Yeah, me too. And that's why I think, like, Monster Quest, there's so many different types of monsters. The History Channel, I would assume, has an endless budget. Just this bottomless pit of money that they can just throw at any project but man that show is so bad anyways moving on uh, spoiler or inside the reed studio don't like monster quest time in number one (laughs) aside from the mothman which this has the coolest name ever uh the snarly yow is that the wolf this is a wolf yeah i heard about the wolf it comes from a germanic translation i don't know if this is exact German. Uh, I've taken a lot of German over my life, and I'm still very, <laughs> very bad at German. But Snarly Yow apparently just means toothy mouth, which oh. I like. I like the name toothy mouth. So is that see the thing I know about that is basically it's wolf like, but is it just like a huge wolf or like th- what makes him a monster? Uh, it's a dog like beast that is very mean. <laughs> so it could be really any wolf in it could be, the woods. It could be any wolf. But the one thing about the Snarly Yow is that it can appear and disappear, allegedly, whenever it wants. Oh, It can just pop up, pop. So this reminds me of, 
was it a never-ending story that nothing was the wolf or the 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 wolf was like another bad guy and the nothing was just the nothing it reminds me of that wolf i don't remember man good movie though i know a really good movie <laughs> they made two other movies so what never ending story two and three i've heard they're very bad i've heard I've they're terrible seen i think i've seen one and two i remember seeing them a long time ago side note i remember seeing a movie when i was young and i don't know if i dreamt it and i've talked to a lot of our friends about it and they also have no idea if you know about this seriously send us an email uh, get in touch with us on Twitter or whatever. But there was a movie, I think, where a boy and his grandma would go underground and they had to kill these gigantic monsters by putting pennies in their backs, like a piggy bank. And I don't know. Jordan's asked a lot of people about this and not one person has any idea what he's talking about. But if, if you know anything about this movie concept... If you do, if any of our eight listen, uh, 8,000 <laughs> listeners know... About this movie or this monster, please, please, because I think Lindsay will be so happy because I probably bring this up maybe once a month. (laughs) Like, what is the movie where you put the pennies in their backs? I don't know if it's real. I might have dreamt it. Maybe I was sick or something. Either way. But the snarly owl can appear or disappear whenever it wants, but it's just very large. And I would assume it just eats you right away. Probably. Maybe one gulp, maybe two gulps, but it eats you right away. That's what I think. So that's mine. That's my thing. talking about mothman because that kind of ties in with your list as well yes so it does good, oh good it's a good leeway look what i did what we're going to talk about intentionally not psych but we do have an email please email us with any scary story or anything you want us to research or talk about at spooky spouse cast at gmail.com yep. spooky spouses cast spouses cast at gmail more than one spouse yes there's two of us we are also <laughs> on twitter uh, I always feel like whenever you say your any of your like your handle for any social media that like a small piece of you dies a little bit, uh, and I apologize for it. But we are on Twitter at spooky spouse or spooky underscore spouses. We are now on Instagram as well at the exact same handle, spooky underscore spouses. We're trying to cultivate a community of people who want to talk about this stuff, whether they think it's bogus, whether they like to, you know, whether you like to laugh at paranormal stuff or not. I mean, I think that we have, we're a little bit of column A, column B as well. But please send us any stories, any topics. We uh, actually quite, quite, in, we're, we're very thankful for it or grateful for it. Uh, we've gotten a lot of emails actually in the last week about things that people want us to discuss. We've gotten a lot of photos uh, about a weird, movies. a lot of movies people want us to watch. Our good buddy Dana sent us a bunch of stuff. There's this fish guy, I think, that lives in Ohio. And there's some Japanese turtle monster with a hole in its head or something like that. A bunch of cool stuff that we'll probably get to in later episodes. Now, we are also having... This is V-important. Sorry, very important. I'm not on the internet right now, so I can use real words. We are having our very first giveaway. And this is all Lindsay's idea. And I think it's a very good idea. So anytime that we travel somewhere... For an investigation, investigation, give me a break. Whenever we're doing research, like we went to Point Pleasant, we have ideas to go to uh, a few other places kind of around Ohio, maybe within like three, four hours driving or something. Whenever we go to these places, we kind of want to include you with us and bring you on the trip. So we're going to be collecting things from the town or from the actual place that we were 
and we're going to send you some stuff. Yeah, but how do you get that stuff? Tell me, Lindsay, I have no idea. Well, because we want more people to obviously listen to our wonderful show, Spooky Spouses. Yes. All you have to do is share either on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, any of those medias, and you'll be entered. If you tag us on there, um, you will be entered in the Molly Monster Giveaway. And this is actually Molly's idea. Prank. It's Molly's idea. <laughs> Your name will be thrown into a hat, a cauldron, <laughs> one of our salad bowls. I don't know. In the Molly's, but... food, in, in, in the Molly's food dish. <laughs> Molly will pick her favorite name and we will contact you for a way to send you fun little souvenirs that we've collected. Yeah. So we have a few souvenirs from some place in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Again, just share a link to the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, comment, tell some people about it. I'm, you know, we're we're not asking for money. We're just doing this because we like to do it and it's fun. So if you can help us spread the word, then we're gonna uh, give a little bit back as well. So share the show. If we pick you, uh, we'll let you know. We'll contact you and then just email us your address and we'll send you some stuff. Sounds fine. And Molly will also have a surprise gift in your package as well. <laughs> she wanted to contribute some way. This is not a joke. That is that is true. It's- it's pretty cute. It's very, uh, I would say it's very cute. It's pretty cute. Anyways, big topic. Everybody wants to talk about Mothman, and it's great because it's so close to us. It's, so it was awesome. So if you don't know, Lindsay and I are living and recording uh, the podcast in Columbus, Ohio. Point Pleasant is only two hours south of Columbus, Ohio. I would say just barely under two hours. And we decided to do it because I think we got... Within the first two days, we've gotten a few emails and some stuff online about maybe like six or seven people said, hey, why not do the Mothman? Now, yeah. we're we're not typically trying to do things that everyone knows about and whatever. Not that like we're doing underground stuff, but we thought that this would be a really cool idea because he's so close. Yeah. Or this, this, the whole idea is so close. And a lot of people know the story of the Mothman that, you know, people in West Virginia, what was it, the 60s? Uh, were... It was in 19... 19- so... 1966, November 15th, was the first recorded sighting of the Mothman. It was husband and wife. Ooh, spooky spouses. Yes, they were. They were spooky spouses. And they went... So there was this old ammunitions factory uh, that would make grenades and stuff. I don't know. For for World War II. I don't know a lot about guns and ammo. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) But they would make a lot of stuff, uh, ammunition things for World War II. And it closed down. And apparently this place became sort of a lover's lane, which is very strange. Weird. Uh, But it was right by the river. So people would go down there. And this couple went down there to only hold hands, um, which we thought, oh, that's very nice. This is where the first sighting happened. Yeah, they saw a man-like creature with big wings and glowing red eyes fly over, I think, their car. where they were. Yeah. yeah. But the reported first sighting was, there was like three grave diggers or something like that. Yeah, and this... And, and so, I don't know much about that first sighting. I, I have don't a, think there's much about it. I have a lot of stuff written down, and a lot of people don't think that that was a real sighting of the Mothman, but they think that maybe it was. We... I'm a little skeptical of the whole thing in general, but there there, there are some things in here which are kind of exciting, I think. Um, November 12th, 1966, and then, then November 13th or 14th or something like that, a few days before the 15th of November, when the first Mothman sighting was, people said that they saw some stuff. Uh, a few grave diggers saw something weird and creepy, like a rotating red light or something like that. Yeah. And then there was some lady about an hour and a half outside of Point Pleasant said that she saw something weird. 
Just but, a lot of weird sightings. But this was the first time the the couple at the munitions factory, they were the ones who first said, quote, this was in the Point Pleasant Register, which is a newspaper, couple sees a man-sized bird creature, end quote, which is a little scary, I think, a man-sized bird creature. Yeah. Go ahead, B. Um, well, I just, I just think oh. it's weird that they were all seeing that. And I mean, personally, when I went to Point Pleasant, I think Mothman is just a gigantic bird that people were seeing. But you know what really changed my mind is we had the opportunity to talk to the owner of the Mothman Museum. Jeff Wamsley. Jeff, he's a really nice guy. If you ever go down there, he has long, beautiful hair, very (laughs) personable. Um, And we had an opportunity to talk to him, and he actually interviewed... Um, a lot of witnesses, and yeah. including Linda, the the wife of the couple, yeah, um, who recently just passed away. I think it was last year. Last year. So Jeff Wamsley, which man, oh man, if I had the last name Wamsley, every time I did something cool or brag or that like was worth bragging <laughs> over, I would say Wamsley. Man, <laughs> he has a great last name. So Jeff, yeah, owns the museum, and he, Jeff also wrote a book about the Mothman and the interviews he's collected over the year. Jeff was born and raised in Point Pleasant. He was born, I think, in 61 because he was like five or six when these... When um, it was happening. Yeah, yeah when, when the first things were happening because we asked him, you know, are there any stories that you like, any stories that you, that you think are, like, that couldn't be anything other than the Mothman or something. And he's like, well, I don't really remember because I was, you know, I was five years old or whatever. But Jeff opened up this museum, and he was doing it part-time. When he first opened it up, he owned a record store a few doors down from where the museum actually is. And then I think once the movie came out with our good buddy Richard Gere in 2002, (laughs) then he started doing this full-time. Which, side note, at Mothman Museum, you can see the watch and the chapstick that Richard Gere was wearing (laughs) in the movie. And I think that was probably my favorite part of the museum. Yes, a thousand percent. (laughs) It's in a shadow box. It's the actual chapstick. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty comical it was I, very good I, if anything if you're gonna pay their three dollars to get into the museum you're gonna love that little little fact there. so one thing that jeff said that i thought was a very good point pre-internet pre-social media when all this stuff was happening especially in a small town when you would say that you've seen something paranormal that you've heard something paranormal it wasn't really something that people did because it affected pretty directly you got ridiculed your reputation yeah you a, got a lot of fun of yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot of people there were business owners. It would affect the it would, it would affect business at your business. Um, your family's name could be discredited. A lot of stuff. But yeah. he was saying that the people who said they saw it were adamant and they were relentless in saying, "I know that I might sound like a crazy person, but I know what I saw and this is what I saw." He also said that the the people, the couple that came out. Linda Scarborough and her no, husband. Well, Scarborough is that town in West Virginia. Mm. Linda Ronstadt. Sure. Let's just say Linda Ronstadt. But the couple that came out, I mean, they were made fun of, and they. He said that it was hard to get them to even talk about it. I mean, yeah. they're all deceased now. The main people, the first people that came out, but no one really wanted to talk about it. I guess Linda was the only one that wanted to talk about it a little bit, mm-hmm. and the husband didn't even want to talk about it because. It was kind of, it was, you were made fun of. So why even make this up if you're just going to get made fun of? Yeah, I agree. I mean. It's not doing any good for you. No, it's quite honestly, it's doing the exact opposite. It's doing a lot of bad. Yeah. So since the Mothman stuff started happening, there's been over 100 people 
uh, or over 100 people, I believe, in this stretch. So November 15th, 1966, first reported sighting. Now, a year after, directly, November, or sorry, December, one year after, but another month. So 13 months after the first sighting of the Mothman, the Silver Bridge, which is a brand new bridge in the 20s, uh, it was a, what, engineering marvel or something like that. It was a suspension bridge or something, wasn't it? Something like, yeah. Something like that. The steel. The sil- they called it the silver bridge because mm-hmm. it was... Big, shiny, big and shiny and silver. See, I think the silver bridge story, I don't think that the Mothman is related, mm-hmm. but I think the silver bridge story is creepy on its own. Yeah, it's terrifying. So the silver bridge, we were we were talking to a gentleman in Point Pleasant when we were trying to find where the silver bridge used to, you know, once stood. A um, Vietnam vet. Wonderful Vietnam vet. Talked to us for about 10 or 15 minutes. The silver bridge on December 15th, 1967 collapsed uh, very close to the holidays. I guess the way in which it was built, structurally, it wasn't very sound because you had a stoplight at either end of the bridge and it would cause a lot of backup. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also talked to Lindsay's uncle, who uh, owns a construction company and does a lot of bridges, and he said, I guess that one of the rivets, a big rivet, uh, was just corroded and just fell out of the bridge and the bridge collapsed. And the whole bridge. It killed 46 people. 46 people, which is terrible. Which is absolutely yeah. terrible, but a lot of people thought that that happened because of the Mothman. I don't think so. They were trying to say it was a warning sign, but we stood on the grounds of where the bridge was, and it exactly where it it's, was. It's crazy to look and see. Like, there's two other bridges that were next to it. They probably weren't next to it at the time, but mm-hmm. it's crazy to look at those bridges and see the traffic going over and imagining that whole bridge going. Well, down. yeah, because if you've seen the movie with our dearly, dearly beloved boy, Richard Gere. <laughs> We're a couple of gearheads in the Reed House. Yeah. Um, the, it was filmed uh, about an hour outside of Pittsburgh, and it's a fairly small bridge. Um, but in real life, IRL, that bridge is, gi- is gigantic. It's a pretty big stretch across yeah, the Yeah, it was huge. It was at least two or three times the size of the bridge that's in that movie, uh, which I never realized in terms of scope just how large that bridge would have been or was back then. Well, and it was a pretty big disaster, too. And I don't think that there's been that big of a bridge disaster since. When we talked to that Vietnam vet in Point Pleasant, he said that he was in Vietnam for the war at the time. And he actually got a letter about that bridge collapsing. Like, they were hearing it even over in Vietnam. Yeah. And it was a pretty pretty big deal. When he heard about it, though, he said he heard about it by telegraph, right? And it was like... They made it seem like maybe a car fell off the bridge or something like that. But then he heard later that, no, the entire bridge collapsed. Oh, and the guy's ex-wife, when the bridge collapsed, was working in, in an insurance or at an insurance company. And their building was directly underneath where this bridge was on the West Virginia side. Because the bridge wouldn't land or wouldn't come into West Virginia right where the shore met. It went over a few businesses. Uh, and she was working in this insurance office right when it happened. So the bridge collapsed directly above her, which is insane. Yeah. He said he drove on that bridge multiple times. And it, it was funny talking to him. Like, I wish we would have gotten recorded the conversation we had with him. Because he was such a nice older guy. And yes. um, he, oh. he laughed because he's like, it didn't really surprise me because it was a pretty rickety bridge. Yeah. So... The ironic thing is we did not record any of the small interviews that we did with Jeff, with our good v- uh, Vietnam vet buddy, but I even bought 
a small microphone a few days before, <laughs> and I was very excited about it. I kept showing Lindsay, like, look, it's look, it's here. It's going to be here. It's going to be here in a few days. Uh, we brought it with us. We recorded absolutely nothing, which is very funny. So we'll record more interviews <laughs> <laughs> later. Yeah, we're we're still we're still getting used to it. We we still have our training wheels on. I think. Yeah. Do you think the Mothman had anything to do with the Silverbridge collapsing? Me? Yeah. No, I do not. I don't at all. I don't either. Now. There Okay, so there was one story that Jeff told us that it didn't necessarily make me believe in the Mothman or whatever. Do I believe that maybe there was some creepy stuff going on? Yes, I sure do. I guess just like bare bones. The way that people would describe the Mothman, it would be about the, the size of an average person with about a seven to eight foot wingspan. It was kind of robin shaped, he said. Yeah, it was robin shaped. It was like but it bigger had, on top, narrowed down. Mm-hmm, but it had red eyes. Yes. Now... In that area in West Virginia, there is an animal known as the Sandhill Crane. I believe it's the Sandhill Crane, which I looked up a description because there was some biologist, some wildlife biologist was interviewed and said, I'm pretty sure it's just a Sandhill Crane. And his reasoning was they're about six six feet tall and they have a wingspan of seven feet and they have a red thing on their head, which made <laughs> me think, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. But it, I mean, they, they, they are, bless you, Molly. <laughs> bless they, you. they are fairly narrow birds. Now, a small side note. I also looked up different types of cranes. Now, if it would have been a shoebill crane, have you ever seen one of those things? I don't, they're huge. Oh my birds. gosh. Not a mothman, but if there was shoebill cranes, uh, if if there was like one wild shoebill crane that was terrorizing people in Columbus, Ohio, or in Point Pleasant, that would be scarier than a than a pseudo human alien creature. If you haven't if if you don't know what a shoebill crane is, look it up. It's a gigantic bird that looks like a man or just a person with an enormous beak. It's like the size of a rugby ball. It's humongous. They're very scary. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> but Jeff's story. Jeff's story. So a good buddy of Jeff's and a guy he didn't know very well. Um, they were both Vietnam vets, I believe. They were back over from Vietnam. Yes. And they were at the munitions factory where the first sighting happened because it had been closed down, but people would break into these places and wander around and stuff. Um, but they were there. At night, and the the story goes that they were behind a door, and the Mothman, quote-unquote, or something, walked up to the door that they were standing directly behind or in front of, whatever side you're looking at it. You could just see the shadow. And you could see the shadow of this thing that they said was about eight or nine foot tall. Yeah. And was this massive sort of, it had this gigantic bird-shaped silhouette. Uh, but it wouldn't walk any farther, or it wouldn't walk any closer to them, and it wouldn't walk through the door because there was some light from the moon casting in from a window, and it wouldn't walk in the light. That's what everyone said. Jeff's buddy, one of the Vietnam vets, said he could have reached his hand out and touched this thing, but he, he didn't. He said he regretted not doing it because he yeah. he has to live his whole life now not knowing what was standing there. Not knowing how soft the Mothman was. <laughs> Or a Sandhill Crane. Well, I wonder if, like, he was a really soft, like, moth type. Could have just been misunderstood. He's just a big old moth. Now, moths are, like, the only bug I do like. I like, I'll hold a moth forever. Yeah, I know. They're cute. Moths are cute. Moths are cute. I'm just trying to think. I think that's basically... Oh, and during this time, throughout Point Pleasant, they were saying... People of the town were saying that they were seeing the men in black, right? Yeah. People dressed up in these suits. Now, in the museum... They describe the men in black as being having tra- almost translucent skin and wearing shades. They almost kind of make them sound alien-like. They do. Like aliens in suits. Like aliens trying to be humans. Yeah. Like what do humans do? I don't know. Probably wear suits. 
I'm wearing human suit. Where do I get my favorite human sandwich roast beef? What? A farewell. I will find roast beef somewhere else. Human. Human yeah, farewell. You know, I think the Mothman story is just a lot. I, I know that they intertwine the men in black and the Mothman story, but I think they're two separate stories. I think they are too. And also, if the government had some super secret... Yes, the government for sure does have super secret organizations. They're not going to wear a uniform. They're going to wear whatever. Yeah. Which well, is silly. Well, back in the day, they might have worn it. I mean, that was a professional thing to do. Is yeah, I guess you're to right. To get dressed up. I mean, yeah, you're got right. dressed up to do anything. Yeah. So? I mean, I had a uniform. I worked at Domino's. Yeah. It was very, very nice. See, they should have worn Domino's uniform. Just Domino's uniform. <laughs> Delivering pizza for my friend Jim. Where is Jim? Do you know Mothman, please? But yeah, I think the Men in Black, I mean, I don't find the story as fascinating. I don't know. I guess I'm not into like government conspiracies, even though they can be a little strange and unusual. But um, Molly's smelling our keyboard right now. (laughs) There might be some spectral energy around my keyboard. There might be some things in the keyboard, but she's really into it. It is a very old Casio keyboard. It's not very good. Very (laughs) well. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, that's that's a ghost paradise, I think. Something old and not very good. But yeah, if you, you want to, I highly recommend going to Point Pleasant to ask questions about Mothman. I went into it very like, okay, this is some strange sighting, like you're, you know, that people saw back in the 60s and whatever, trying to gain attention. But after talking to Jeff, yeah. I'm interested. Talking to Jeff, it too. it is a little odd. Talking to Jeff, too, by no means do I believe in the Mothman, but he was such a credible dude. He was very, very credible. He didn't talk about it. He didn't use a bunch of weird, I guess, when, when whenever I think someone's lying, I think they're using these, like, over-exaggerated hand gestures and stuff like that. And Jeff was a very credible human being, very polite. I mean... I bet you he's Point Pleasant's biggest celebrity. He's been on the History Channel. He has books. He's been interviewed for magazines and stuff like that. But he took the time out to talk to us, and it was really great. So, Jeff, for some weird reason, if you're listening, thank you very much for being so hospitable. But go to Point Pleasant. Man, Point Pleasant loves the Mothman. They love the Mothman. We went into a coffee shop. There's a Mothman. There's, like, Mothman stuff all over the coffee shop. Mothman dreams. Mothman dreams. And they have a Mothman Festival, too, which Jeff said that they started out with about 400 people at their original one. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's huge. And now they're, what, up to 14? 12. 12,000 people. 12,000 people. And, And like, we asked them, or we asked the front desk guy, like, what's the furthest you've seen people come into the Mothman? And I'm thinking, like... I don't know, Florida. Yeah, maybe, like maybe maybe California. But he said Australia, and he had one guy that wanted to come there for his birthday from Japan. Yes, some little boy, all he wanted for his birthday was to fly to the United States to go to the Mothman <laughs> Festival in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Dedication. And Jeff, Jeff started this whole thing. After the movie came out in 2002, they're like, well, let's capitalize on it because, yeah, why not? Plus, Richard Gere adjacent, which is always nice. Uh, so they started this festival, and yeah, I can't believe that. It started with 400 people, and now there are 12,000 people annually. There's Crazy. music, there's Mothman beer, there's an actual Mothman in a cage you can throw rocks at. <laughs> Aw, that's sad. It's actually just their buddy Jim in a suit. <laughs> Please don't. But yeah, check out Mothman. Um, it was a really cool, thanks for the suggestion. Um, yeah, I'm glad everybody. went down there and... Checked out the Mothman. It was I very highly fun. recommend it. And it's a beautiful drive. West beautiful Virginia drive. is 
beautiful. I agree. It's right on the river. It's very pretty. If you know anything more about the Mothman, if you want to join the conversation and help us cultivate a little Spooky Spouses community, please do so. We are on Twitter at Spooky underscore Spouses. Instagram, Spooky Spouses. We're not on Facebook yet. I, I don't know if we will be. Who knows? Um, and please, Molly is over here crying because she wants someone to participate in the, the Monster Molly giveaway. Yes. Uh, just to recap, if you... Some pretty cool prizes. Yes, I agree. We picked them out ourselves. I'm very proud of them. And also, you're going to get something uh, exclusive for Molly. She's crying and she <laughs> she says yes, I promise. I think that's what she says. Yes. Um, all you need to do is, uh, again... I always feel like a like a real dink of saying this stuff, but I'm doing it. Uh, please like our stuff. Uh, subscribe to our show. We are now on iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, I guess, anything that's associated with iTunes or iOS. We are on Google Play. We are on Stitcher. And I believe when you upload to Google Play, when you upload to some Android stuff, you're on a few other associated apps as well. So we're, we're also on SoundCloud. That's where we're hosting everything. But please subscribe. Pr- uh, please listen. Please share the show with your friends. Email us with any topics that you want to talk about. Please. But just share our page and tag us in it and you'll be immediately entered into our giveaway into our molly monster giveaway our molly monster giveaway which we'll probably be having here and there so i think it'll be yes. a fun little fun little surprise you can get in the mail <laughs> yes anytime we travel we will be doing this for sure because it's fun it's very fun it's very fun well i think that's it that's the west virginia willies um we got a lot of suggestions about other stories in west virginia like you said, wild, weird, wonderful. Wet, wet willy. Willy. <laughs> um, well, I think that'll do her. Yeah. And thank you for listening. I'm Jordan Reed. I'm Lindsay Reed. Thanks, everyone. Woo. Ta-ta. Oh. You do one. Ah. Okay. Bye. <laughs>